cough cough holy shit can it be true are those dorks from mulberry back it's only been months and this is the first podcast of 2019 thank the maker Yeah, I'm going to start the new show in 2019 with an Austin Powers impression. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> it's like, and turning off this podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I am the Jaystrom. This show is called Entertainment Landfill News, I think. We haven't done it in a long time. It's been a long, long time since we've done the show, and I apologize for that. The last ETL news we did was December 3rd, 2018. Well, it's now February 15th. 2019 and it's a new year it's exciting uh, all sorts of crazy stuff going on um nothing exciting going on with me i'm just saying in the world you know um stuff like that but on the show i think we talk about film television pop culture i don't really remember but i do know i don't do the show alone i do it with steven the pop culture zealot steven now steven i haven't seen you since december 3rd 2018 i think am i no we went to a movie right yeah yeah we've done other what do we what movie did we go see i don't remember anymore seriously what movie did we see it was you Uh, oh uh, we saw aquaman yeah 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 the Aquaman. That was a long time. I, I was gonna say it was. Okay. It wasn't. We 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 were gonna go see uh, the Queen movie. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody. I did see that, and I wound up seeing it uh, mm-hmm. uh, without you. Yeah, we talked about that on the show. We yeah. talked about Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, yeah. Um, Aquaman. We never talked about that. I enjoyed Aquaman, as far as what I can remember from it. I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very like they were weren't afraid to go for any kind of uh, cheesiness. They just went all out there with the goofiness, and I I admired them for that. And, and I told you my problem was is with Aquaman talking man, underwater. Man buns. Man buns. <laughs> Everybody underwater had a man bun. Oh, I thought. Remember, you said you didn't. Uh, that you I, can't yeah, talk water, underwater. Yeah, that one. That's. After after I saw it and realized there's so many man buns. Uh, man buns. No, I mean they brought the man bun back. I got jealous <laughs> that uh, I don't have a man bun. I think they didn't have the money for the CGI for the flowing wet hair. <laughs> they only yeah. had enough for Aquaman to do his. Okay, I need to get in the water. Let me just uh, tuck this all up in here. He has like a bald cap, you know, a swimmer's <laughs> cap for all that long mane. But uh, Stephen, I've missed you. You know, so many weeks have gone by without talking about 
Well, I will movies. text you and say, are we doing a show? And I'm like, no. No. Here's the thing, you know, sometimes... Like, Emma's got a show tonight. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's certain things, you know, family obligations. Emma and... was working on Hairspray the Musical, and she did the lights, which is really cool. Nice. But it's all computer-operated. Like, I pictured her holding a spotlight, but no, <laughs> she does it on a keyboard. Like, she's going... And it's like... You know, whatever. And uh, I am... You know, the first thing I... up with her and watch it? Or did you have to sit in the audience? No, I sat in the audience. She sits on the very back, you know, kind of like the kid in Napoleon Dynamite puts a cassette in or whatever. So that's what I picture. I was like, she's like that guy who puts in the cassette for Napoleon, you know? (laughs) But I... She was literally... close to her and watch her work, or... No, she didn't want us anywhere around her. She, You know, just like, hey, Emma. She's just like... Like, don't wave to me. Just keep going. Keep going, old man. Uh, the old teenie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Embarrassing me. So she would go to school from, you know, 7.15 till 3 o'clock, but she would stay at school, and I was picking her up, like, after 10. Some nights it was, like, 10.40 or something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, how long, much they're working on this, you know? Right. Just, like, all freaking day. We'd see her in the morning, drop her off, then not till nighttime. And, you know, it's like she usually gets in the shower, like, at 9 and goes to bed by 10. But now she's, like, getting home at 11, hasn't even had dinner yet. It was insane. So I would, you know, some nights I would bring her dinner. I think, like, she had, this is what a bad parent I am. She had, like, McDonald's, like, every night for, like, four nights in a row, you know? <laughs> That's what she, just bring well, me some. Four nights Mc, isn't terrible. I mean. Yes, bring me some McNuggets, you know, or yeah. something like that. Like, she's having. To, I thought you were going to say, like, for a month straight while they were practicing. It was like, uh, no. <laughs> and it's funny. Sometimes I pick her up and I go, how was rehearsal? And she was like. Oh God! You know she would just start venting about something messing up and stuff. It was funny, and we all, we also had a funny thing where like uh, she got some new clothes over the uh, over Christmas. Mm-hmm. Got her some new jeans and stuff. You know, I don't know if like when I was a kid, I had like two pair of jeans I rotated all the time. Pretty much the way I am now as an adult, I, I wear them until their holes start fraying in them. But you know, she has like four pairs of jeans or whatever, and they were doing some painting. And uh, she was like, can you bring me some food? And I go, yeah. So we go up there and I was like, I'm here. She goes, can you bring it inside for me? I was like, okay. You know, so I walk in and, you know, these teenagers like, who's that old man standing there? You know, who's that guy? And then Emma walks up and in her new jeans and her jacket and her shirt and her shoes paint all over and I'm just like, what the, what did you do? She was like, I didn't know they were going to be painting. And I go, you, if you would have called me, I would have brought you up some old clothes or whatever. Yeah. She was like, I'm sorry. And I was like, I can't believe that, man. So I was really, like, really annoyed about it, but whatever, it's done. So a couple of nights later, uh, she, I go to pick her up. And we got a brand new car or whatever. And she's like covered in paint. Another pair of jeans, not the same ones, another new pair. 
covered in paint. And I'm like, what are you doing? I got, uh, and I'm like laying like newspaper, like on this chair and stuff. I'm like, what? how much freaking paint are you guys doing? She's like, we got lots of sets to do. And it's funny because we recently, last weekend. It's like, okay, every day you're going to take a spare set of old clothes. Yeah, that's what we did. We had to like go through that. Like, <laughs> where do you have the painting clothes or whatever? I got so sick of hearing about paint. I was so annoyed by it. And then one day, you know, I was like, uh, I brought her new pair, I mean, uh, paint, paint clothes, paint jeans, paint jacket, and her paint shirt. But she decides, you know what, I'm just going to wear my school shirt underneath. And I was like, uh, so I pick her up. She's got paint on her jacket and uh, and her jeans. And I go, why are you wearing your school shirt? You're supposed to put on your paint shirt. She goes, it's okay. I didn't get any paint on it. And I was like, okay. So later on, you know, I'm messing with her clothes. I'm taking in laundry. The whole tail in the back paint at the bottom of her, (laughs) where her, you know, her shirt was hanging out of the bottom of her jacket. I'm just like, God damn it with this paint. (laughs) So we're finally seeing hairspray over the weekend. And I'm like, okay, there is a lot of paint on that backdrop there and right there. And then they got this set here, you know, changing. It's like, they did have a lot of paint. I noticed all those colors. (laughs) Yeah, those are on my daughter's clothes, you know. (laughs) And it was funny because I bought her some new shoes because she ruined her other ones. And I was like, if you get a drop of paint on these shoes, I will lose it. You're going to wear them painted clothes to school. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. That was driving me nuts. So... Last weekend, no, a lot, earlier last week, Stephen, I'm like, I'm telling you this. I told you some of this story earlier, but I'm in the garage and I, you know, over the the drywall ceiling, mm-hmm. whatever you call it, yep. it started to warp in there. And I'm like, oh, God, what is this from? You know, and I, I already know that the, the garage is not, uh, there's no insulation above it. Because it's sweltering hot in there. Like, when it's during the summertime and I have to go in there and do laundry, I'm dying. You know, I'm just like, God, it's so freaking hot. Just start the dryer, run out of the room. So, uh, I noticed that this board has come loose. It's like, and I was like, I wonder if I could just stick and, you know, drill screw up in there and get it back. And I push on it and I hear like, and I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't mess with this. So I finished starting the load of laundry and I walk out. And right when I shut the door, like slam, I just hear all this shit falling. I go, oh my God. And I open the door. There's, you know, it, it wasn't just the loose board. It pulled down other pieces that were right next to it. So there's like a little, you know, there's pieces of insulation and there's like, our previous owner of this house had boxes of shit up there that I've never wanted to mess with. Some of that came down <laughs> and I was just like, Oh my God, I was freaking out. And, uh, Heather go, Heather was like, what happened? What happened? I go, the, the freaking ceiling caved in and it, it's not as when I say ceiling, it wasn't the entire garage. It was like a section, a, a section, you know? And, um, but at first, just looking at it, it looked like a disaster area. Like, this can never be cleaned up. This is, <laughs> this is, we need to just move out of our house kind of a thing. So I tell Heather, I go, We're abandoning this house. That's it. We're so out. I put in my earbuds, I crank some music, and I just start cleaning. And thank God for this, I own a shop vac. I've had it for years. I bought it uh, years ago. But I was like, <laughs> I right, get the shop vac. And I start, and I start sucking up everything. You know, screws and you know 
just little things everywhere. And I finally have shop vac'd everything and I moved the, the pieces of drywall are really brittle. Like I could just go snap and break it. And I was like, who do I get to fix this? And I, uh, I've been this way my whole life when there's some kind of like emergency or, you know, I have to take, I have to take a knee and just think about this. Okay. Some people know what to do right away with things. I have to take a knee and just be like, okay, what do I do? How am I going to handle this? And, uh, don't get overwhelmed by it. That's what yeah. you're trying not to do. I like, do easily get yeah. over. Like Heather's like, why do you think that happened? Do you think the whole roof's going to cave in? I'm like, stop, do not do that. <laughs> I cannot handle that right now or whatever, but the rest of the ceiling in there, you know, I'm looking at it. It looks fine. Structurally sound. We have a a dryer vent that goes straight up into the ceiling. And so I'm drying clothes in there and I know steam like rising up. That's like not through the pipe, through the roof, but it's actually leaking out. And so I picture like the steam over the years just starting to warp the wood and drying it out. And I figure that's probably what happened. I need to get that dryer vent uh, cleaned out, which still needs to happen, by the way. Some people, they make you wait up to two weeks to do things. But I, my all-around fix-it guy, Ron, who's put in our new AC, he's the guy who also did our hot water heater when that went out. Uh He's like, I don't do that, but I know a guy who does. So he gave me that information. I call that guy. His name is Haywood. This old black guy reminds me of shortstop, only he can see. <laughs> but the first thing I thought of, you know, the guy's name is Haywood, Stephen. Uh-huh. Uh, last name, Jablomi. And <laughs> that's the first thing I think of. He's like, hello, this is Haywood. And uh, I was like, hello, Haywood. And I'm like, my back of my head's Jablomi. And like, I just think that in my head. <laughs> And uh, he's like, I'll come and take a look at it. And I was like, thanks. When can you be out? And he's like, next, uh, well, this Friday or whatever. And I was like, okay, that's not, we can have a big hole in the garage. It's no big deal. But every time I go in there, especially at night, like I go to the recycle bin, I'm just like, there's a creature up there looking at me. <laughs> you know? Bats are going to come flying out. There's aliens. That's one thing when you when I took a look up there and I was like, the attic seems like a mysterious place where there's probably squirrels living up there, probably giant tarantulas or whatever. But looking up there, there's like nothing up there except for insulation and wood, you know, and dust. The entrance you know? to my ha- attic is inside my house. Oh, really? It's not in the garage. So if something is living up there, it's, it's can a, come out. Yeah, I've, I've got Xenomorph. The, <laughs> so, well, I mean, you really can't because my office door would have to be open for it mm-hmm. to for the stairwell to come. Yeah, out. that's pretty freaky though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was comforting knowing, like, oh, there's no no monster up here or whatever. I have to get up there this weekend and change my AC vent air uh, filter. Oh, your AC filter is up in the. Yep. It's not like down. Nope. Because ours is in that closet. You just open it up and take it out. Or my my uh, air conditioning unit's inside the attic. Do you have like a little drain that goes down where uh-huh. the water? Uh, my AC guy. I used to have to have him come out and mess with it, blow some air through there because it would get backed up and the air would stop working and stuff. But he goes, uh, Jason, this doesn't need to happen every year. Here's what you do. Take a measuring, like one cup of bleach, fill it up, just pour in there like every six months. 
Yeah, you're just getting rid of the mineral deposits in there. Yeah, he said, just do that every six months. I was like, okay. I've never had a problem with it since. The only bad thing about it is the house smells like bleach for like a day. And like uh, Heather can't stand it. She's like, it's making me sick. And I'm like, I'm like, it's necessary. I'm not letting the air back up or get frozen over or whatever. Like, you know how air, some people's ACs freeze over the summer or whatever? You you pour that bleach in there so it never does that. mine constantly. Even the winter yeah. time, you know, you'll get hot. By the way, when I also <laughs> did the, you know, during the summer, the electric bill skyrocket. So we did the averaging thing. Mm-hmm. During the winter time, not running anything. Like, no uh, AC, no heater, man. Our electric bill would be so low right now, except we did the averaging thing, and it's just as much as it was during the summer, and it's so annoying. I'm like, I never should have done it, damn it. But I guess it, it all evens itself out, right? Yeah. Um, that way you don't have a $600 bill in the summer. Yeah, time. the highest it, it gets up to $300 yeah. in the summer. Like, if it got up to, like, 400 I'd be freaking out, but it's never gotten that high. Knock on wood. But it's averaging now, so it won't do that. So, anyway, Haywood, and uh, uh, he couldn't do it, but his friend Renee said, I can do this. You know, he the reason uh, Haywood wouldn't do it, because he does, like, the taping and then the painting over it. He does, like, the big jobs, but he's like, this is just a patch job. I don't need to do this. This is a waste of my talents, you know. And so Renee did it, and he did a great job, bang up job. And uh, but anyway, that's that whole thing was stressful to me. It's stressful waiting for him to get here. It's stressful while he's working on it. It's stressful like when is going to be done? Like, do I walk in there and check on him, or do I wait till he's done? I'm going to wait till he's done. I'm not going to check on him. And I'm ask every once in a while if they need water or something. Yeah, no, I didn't even do that. So. <laughs> But it was a cool day. It wasn't hot or anything. So I know most of them bring water, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So he did that, and I felt like this huge weight lift off me. Like, oh, thank God, or whatever. So, Stephen, I'm walking in the store today. <laughs> and, and, you know, when you're in a grocery store, sometimes they have those monitors on the aisles, and it says, like, uh, you are being recorded. So it's the. the, the deter shoplifting but the one camera is in an angle where i can see myself walking away like not walking towards the camera it's like behind me but i see like the back of my body walking it's a really weird like like what the hell and i see the top of my head (laughs) and i see that my hair has thinned quite a bit on top and then I can see my scalp. You know that like kind of yarmulke type bald, uh-huh. mill pattern baldness? I can see that developing on the top of my head. And I, I'm i not kidding. I had no idea <laughs> until that moment. So I stop and I look up at the monitor and I'm like, that's not me. That's somebody else. But you turn and you watch yourself turn. You're like, so it is. I raise up my hand and the man on the monitor, his raised his hand too. And I go like this over my head. The guy on the TV's doing it too. And I'm like, that is me. That's me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. And I've already noticed like my hair up front. It's 
thin considerably. Like when I'm in the bathroom and that bright lights on it, I can see like the contour of my skull, <laughs> my scalp. I can see through my hair, you know. It's receded back a little bit there. Oh, yeah, yeah, big time it's receded. Like I'll notice like all the hair is gone, but there'll be one hair that still grows right here and I have to like go <laughs> you know, every like month or so, it'll start growing back. I'm like, no, no, no. You, why didn't you get the memo? You don't grow anymore. <laughs> so, uh, so I come home and I go, Heather, you got to be honest with me. And I bend my head down. And I go, can you see my scalp? Is it pretty obvious that my hair is thinning? She goes, well, yeah, but you're, you know, you're that age. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not that old. She's like, it's different for everybody, but it's okay. You still look good. And I'm like, no, this is no, this is unacceptable. This is, this is not happening. And then I start, you kind of go through this thing. Okay. They have Propecia. They have all these things. There's the men who buy all that shit. And there's even some men who have toupees, but there's other men who are like, screw it. I'm going bald, shave their head. Right. Now, I, for one, do not think I'll look good bald-headed. I think I... I wouldn't say bald-headed, but you... I mean, just... I'm not saying you should do this. I'm just saying... Just, <laughs> just Your preference is your preference, but just, you know, take it as short as your sides. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. I kind of like the whole kind of buzz your hair where there's still hair and it still grows, you know? Like, I... I've, but I you don't still want a little protection from the weather, from the cold. I want like my hair, like right now, short stick up hair is fine, and I'll just keep doing that. It'll get thinner and thinner, but I'll just keep holding on to this hairstyle. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, I won't be the guy who grows his hair real long, but he's balding on top, kind of. You know, some people do that. That's fine. You know, uh, you don't want to be Gallagher. <laughs> I don't want to be Gallagher. <laughs> I don't want to start wearing the derby cap either, you know, but if I was bald, I would have to wear hats all the time. Big time. You know, like right now it's cold outside. I, you know what? Just go get you a bowler hat. <laughs> yeah. That's what you need. I wear a cowboy hat, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, uh, get the, the, the bowler hat. When you see that little kind of like, there's no hiding this. What am I going to do? You know? And I was just Ron Popeil. I thought about it. Spray on shit. <laughs> yeah, a spray on paint or whatever. Yeah. I could do that. But I thought about it for a minute. And I was like, screw it. Just whatever. It just happens. Was it, was it called that? Though I think they sell it there at the store. Is it Topics or something? Yeah. They... yeah. I'm just like, you know what? Who cares? I see God when I go. I went to get a haircut today, and I see some guys that have bald spots and stuff. It's like they just move on. They go with life. I'm married, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, my wife doesn't seem to mind, so whatever. <laughs> you know, it's it's a it's a vainness and a kind of holding on to youth kind of thing. But hey, it's just a fact of life, right? Mike is my older brother. Has it's you could see there's nothing, you know, a few scraps of hair hanging over the hole there, you know, on the back. Yeah. And so he he's always got a ball cap on, and you go there and and it, you know, and I play with him and go to grab his ball cap, and he kind of you know gives me that look. Don't, touch you, my don't you do it? <laughs> Not another inch, you know. I was thinking, you know, they say you get your hair from your mother's father or yeah. whatever. My granddaddy, very thin hair. Like, he still had hair on his head, but he kind of had that 
very thin kind of, you know, comb over kind of see his scalp, but it still distinguished, had the very white temples, gray temples. I'm, you know, I've already started graying there, but hey, maybe it'll be okay. Maybe I'll be able to pull this, this look off, Stephen. <laughs> your, well, your beard grayed pretty quickly. Yeah, very early on. It just yeah. started. And, you know, I sw- it was like when I looked, the way I saw that monitor and saw my hair thinning on top was the same way the gray hair. It was like kind of like did a double take, like what the hell? Kind of like Teen Wolf, like all of a sudden, you know, he's got like a wolf beard. I was like, my beard went gray all of a sudden. It just like happened you were overnight. Still pretty dark headed when the beard was gr- starting the gray. Yeah, 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 big time. It started. It started on my chin, and then yeah, yeah. and then my sideburns are completely gray now. Like they're, and I remember my last brother-in-law's his he's 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 dark on the sides, but right where the a goatee would grow, it's all white. Yeah, but he's still got dark. Yeah, that's dark, so weird. I mean, it's 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 a medium brown on the side. And it's funny because I'll get have all these white hairs, but then I'll get this one like black hair, and I'm like, hey, see, didn't you get the memo? See, and I got two little sprouts of gray that come down like right on the you know, <laughs> yeah. the of my chin there. And it's just crazy how that happens. And last time I saw my dad, he goes, do you dye your hair? And I was like, does it look like I dye my hair, dad? (laughs) He goes, but it's so dark on top. And I was like, do you not see the gray on the sides? Why would I just dye part of my head? It's like the stupidest question you've ever asked me, dad. And he's like, well, my hair has gone all gray. And I'm like, well, you're 70. Okay. I'm not. When I'm 70, my hair will be all gray, okay? <laughs> it's like, just thought it was weird. Like, do you dye your hair? It's like, if I did, you wouldn't see any gray. <laughs> By the way, if I started doing that, what a pain in the ass. I would be having to dye it regularly all the time, you know? It's not worth it. Well, Craig, my younger brother now, he is he's thinning too. Mm-hmm. Um, is he dying no, no, gray no, hair? No, he doesn't dye his hair. Okay. No, but he started taking something to try and make it thicker. I don't know what it is. If it's just a shampoo or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a thickening shampoo, and, yeah. And, uh, and so he just started it. Sure he, as hell ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> he just it, he just started doing it like two weeks ago or so, I think. Mm. Well, I think it... Uh, I think it was one of those mail order things. When I look at myself in the mirror, like when I glance at myself, it, do, my, it doesn't look like I'm... My hair's thinning that much. It looks fine. But if I get closer to the light and the light kind of beads down on my scalp, it's yeah, like... Don't get a flashlight and do that. It's Just like, there we go. Like yeah, it's like, there's my ghost hair. It's like all of a sudden see-through. And I'm like, <laughs> I see it now. But uh, I don't think I'll... You know, some men, they lose all their hair on top. It just goes bald. I don't... That's not happening to me. It's just getting really thin. Who knows, uh, maybe, you know, 60s, 70s, like, uh, I mean, you're, by then who gives a shit, right? (laughs) (laughs) That, well, no, my, my dad's still pretty vain (laughs) in his late seventies. I like my hair, you know, it's pretty boring. I'm like bald head. You know, it's funny. My, uh, my old brother-in-law, my, you know, sister remarried. He was, he, his hair was thinning. he did the whole thing fake hair the toupee thing for a while and it was very high maintenance he was going to have him reattach it and all that stuff then all of a sudden you know i'd only see him on holidays and all of a sudden one holiday completely bald you know i was like hey what happened he's like i just gave up just too much work man just 
I'm bald. Just, I just had to, just, just okay. Just deal with it. Just gotta <laughs> give in, man. Don't fight it. And uh, I don't think I'll fight it. Just, I mean, you know, the uh, just for genetics, for, man. For, for reference sake of, of uh, Picard, you know, for you know, yeah, he's. he's he shaves it down tight, you know, and he's, you know, bald on top, and he's just yeah. a little stubble on the side. Yeah, Jean-Luc, he can pull that shit off. He has for years. I remember some comedian would say him once, like, so they've uh, done all these things in the future, but they haven't cured baldness, huh? So <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess not. They have the hair transplant, Stephen. Like, I could, I don't know, do they get the hair in the nether regions? What do they do? <laughs> I don't think I want that on my head, you, you know. Want a big curly fro, like <laughs> very coarse, you know. It's like Brillo pad, like. Ah. No, I think what they they take bits out of all around, you know, mm-hmm. uh, around your head, and they just remove move it over. Because I, it was funny. I saw a thing like Joel McHale, like he'd gotten hair surgery, like hair implants on his scalp. And uh, it showed pictures of, like, you know, he has this small cameo in, like, uh, Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. And his hair is, like, little kind of comb over. It's just very thin, like, not much. And now you look at him, it's like, you know, just full head of hair. And I was like, damn, he did get a hair transplant or whatever. I was like, I need to look into that. How much that shit costs? They just don't do the, like, the... Back in the 80s when they were doing it, and it was the plugs, you know, and it, yeah. it looked real bad. Like real spaced out, kind of like. there was the other one where they took a big section out of the back and pulled the skin down and just sewed it together. And that chunk of skin, they kind of. Yeah, had, that's too much. Like, also. Then, then you have the big lateral. When you get an implant, like, I don't want to feel like I have doll's hair. Like, it's just yeah. dead up there. <laughs> It's like, don't ever cut it. Don't ever brush it. It'll just stay that way. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, what I want is liquid metal hair. When that means, you know, just like like glue it on there. Like, (laughs) big boy. Did you ever see, what is that movie with Christian Bale? Uh, Damn it. That David O. Russell film. Have you ever seen that where he's balding really bad, but he has this elaborate comb over and he's got like this paintbrush and he, get some glue and he starts like painting the glue on and he's like matting the hair over and he's got this little cotton ball and he like rolls it up in front and it's just like he shapes his hair like perfectly and then he goes out and like his hair looks ridiculous but he thinks it looks good um I don't know that one. shit what is that movie called I'll, I'll figure it out but um i don't ever want to be that i just want to like <laughs> <laughs> just, just do you know not quite like the you know do like a number three buzz all the way over it you know just let it have some hair yeah it doesn't have to be super long i mean super short yeah yeah uh like heather said she likes when my hair is long but i don't you know if it gets where i'm just using a shitload of uh product. like gel yeah product in my hair like emma's like i remember when she was little she goes you have branches in your hair. And I was like, branches? And she's like reaching up and she could feel in the sides of my head. It feels like sticks, you know, like brittle. And I was like, oh, yeah, branches. You know, when it gets to where I have branches, I know it's time to uh, get a haircut. But like I said, I hate I've getting haircuts. I used the uh, stuff that was uh, more malleable, you know, flexible, you know. Mm-hmm. What's that? Um, well, I use... I'm not a moose guy. No, no moose. Moose mm-hmm. gets hard. 
Yeah. No, I, I use like a, a pomade or something. Oh, okay. A uh, Dapper Dan? Yes. I'm or a fop. <laughs> not a fop. God damn it. I'm a Dapper Dan I'm man, God damn it. Uh, yeah, I just use gel. Just watch your language. Watch your language, young feller. Yeah. I'll use moose if I've run out. Like, I'll run into the other Watch room and take Heather's brother. moose or something. All right, Stephen. That was a lovely talk <laughs> catching up with you with that stuff. So that's why, guys, we haven't done a show since December. It's like, what? What? No. House falling apart. Hair <laughs> falling apart. Body, body <laughs> falling apart. And I was telling Heather, I was like, feel like crap because I haven't done a show. Can't do show because I feel like crap. And it's just like that vicious kind of cycle or whatever. But now we're doing a show. So we must do it. Or... Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What is what's it when he's doing the when he's they're doing this the shining the shining all work and no play. He's home or something. something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Must kill family. Yes, must kill family. Okay, Stephen, uh, let's do some news. What do you say? Sure, let's do it. All right, this I actually laughed at when I saw this. First of all, this is on Cinema Blend, which is one of those major clickbaity type sites. Uh, they have just dumb stories for you to click on. And I clicked on it. <coughs> Blumhouse, which is the production company, you know, who do horror movies. They did the most recent Halloween remake. Blumhouse doesn't have... Is it Blumhouse, Stephen, or is it Blumhouse? Uh, if, it were, if there was an E in there, I'd say it would be Bloom. Okay, so Blumhouse doesn't actually have the rights to make Halloween sequels yet. Uh-oh. Last year, Blumhouse's Halloween reboot... reboot cool from director David Gordon Green was a hit with critics and a record breaker. It wasn't a hit with me, Stephen, if you remember. No. It was a record breaker at the box office, given that level of success and the fact that the horror genre is built for it. You would think that a Halloween sequel would be a no-brainer, but it turns out that we shouldn't get too excited just yet. Addressing the initial plan to shoot two Halloween movies at once, producer Jason Blum explained the hurdles to a potential sequel. We had talked about it, but right now we're not shooting any Halloween movies right now because we don't have the deal rights to the sequels. But I certainly hope to make ten more. But I'll start with one more. End? I think many people probably assume that a Halloween sequel was a foregone conclusion given that it made $253.7 million on a $10 million budget. But it turns out that the situation is a bit more complicated than that. The fan sentiment... And financial incentives might be there. Yet, as Jason Bloom told Movie Phone, Blumhouse... Wait, I thought this was Cinema Blend. They just got their story from Movie Phone, Stephen. Blumhouse actually doesn't have the rights to make the sequels at the moment. Okay, they've now repeated the point of the story. As it seems is often the case with big-name properties, the legalities of rights issues must be sorted out before a film can make it to the screen. In this case, Blumhouse was able to make Halloween... But Desire alone won't be enough to get a sequel made. It has to get the rights to make the sequels first. Okay, I think I've got it. But the story keeps going. Fortunately for fans that want to see more of what Blumhouse can do with this property, the desire to make more films is clearly there. Jason Blum is ambitiously hoping that they can make 10 more Halloween movies, as he said earlier in the story, Stephen, thus basically doubling the Halloween films that have been made thus far. 
He's clearly got big plans for Halloween. But at the moment, Jason Blum is taking it one at a time and hoping to make a sequel to the 2018 film, but they don't have the rights to make it at this moment. Which they've repeated themselves three times now. So while there is no guarantee that Blumhouse will make it, holy crap, just okay, we get it. I'm giving up on this story, Stephen. So Stephen, they can't make a sequel Why right can't now. They, make a sequel? they don't have the rights. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Oh, oh. That's why. I think it's like, okay, these people get paid by the word, right? But if right? they had the rights, they would make ten more. They would make ten more if they had the rights to a sequel. But they can't because why? Because they don't have the rights. <laughs> <laughs> but Jason Blumhouse, he would make ten more. Halloween 10. Okay, Steven, here's some Star Wars news. Are you excited? A new image of Ray, Finn, and Poe revealed as Star Wars Episode Nine wraps filming. Filming. Let's see, I X. That's nine, nine. right? See, because X is ten, and if you put the I in front of the X, that's one less than ten, so that's nine. But if the one, the I came after the X, it would be eleven. Correct. That's how I learned Roman numeral, Stephen. <laughs> when they throw in X V and all that, it starts to get confusing, though. What do you think? So confusing. XV is fine. Is that fifteen? Yes. Okay. See, I got it figured out. But what if it was IXV? Is that fourteen? It wouldn't be IXIV <laughs> fourteen. Oh uh, yeah, you got. See, you got this, Stephen. All right. Now, what was if it was LV? Uh, uh, where's the L come in? What is that? <laughs> Filming of Star Wars Episode Nine has ended with galactic level emotion. Direct what? What? This from Entertainment Weekly. Director J.J. Abrams announced an end to principal photography today by posting a new image of Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, and Oscar Isaac embracing on a desert landscape set. It feels impossible, but today, wrapped photography on Episode Nine. Didn't he miss a we in there? No, Abrams said today, on Twitter. Today, today wrapped photography. There is no adequate way to thank this truly magical crew and cast. I'm forever indebted to you all. The road is far from over. Now the Force Awakens filmmaker will go into post-production. Oh, is that what that's called, Stephen? Hmm. To deliver the end of the Skywalker saga for its December 20 release. The photo is likely to raise questions among Star Wars sleuths, eager to dissect the few images we've seen from the set. What is this desert world? Where does the scene take place in the story? And will we ever see these three reunited? Maybe many years from now in another generation Star Wars saga. Okay, first of all, when I saw that picture, it looks like a picture from The Force Awakens, honestly. It looks like they just took a snapshot from the Force if Awakens. You look at it; it looks like they're all, they they wrapped and they're all hugging each other. Hey, it's it was a good job because you see everybody. This isn't yeah. You see the a, set this people. Isn't a movie set. Yeah, this isn't this a scene is, from the movie. This is like you right. see guys. So why would you be picking anything apart there? Crew workers and stuff in the background. Yeah, yeah like oh, what well, Ray's got this thing on her arm. What can that mean? See, it just means it's part of her costume. Yeah. It's part of, part of her costume. All right, Stephen, I got another story, but I need you to not take a look at this. Okay. The first image from the Creep Show TV series will give you chills. Okay. So I'm going to show you this picture and I want to see if it gives you chills. I want to see if this is true. 
Okay. Did you know there was going to be a creep show TV series? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not going to show it to you yet, okay? okay? Creep show TV show executive producer Greg Nicotero, which sends off alarms in my head because he does Walking Dead, has released the first image from the now in production series, and the executive producer is making no bones about its likely scariness. It was announced last July that the Walking Dead executive producer was overseeing Creep Show for the streaming service Shudder. The show will feature an adaptation of an as-yet-unnamed story by Stephen King, as well as a segment which adapt tales by Joe Hill and Joe Lansdale, among other authors. King wrote the screenplay for the original film, while both King and Hill appeared in the movie. That has nothing to do with the story. Shut up. <laughs> it has also been announced that directors on the initial six-episode season will include David Bruckner, Roxanne Benjamin, and... Rob Schrab. The show will premiere later this year. I know who Rob Schrab is. I don't know who those other people are. David Bruckner, you, I think it, if that's who I'm thinking it is. He did Southbound. No, no, wait. He did The Ritual. Roxanne Benjamin did Southbound. Rob Schrab, he's a director on Community. He also did Scud, the Disposable Assassin, that comic book. He created that. Rob Schrab did. Check out the first image from Creep Show below. Okay, Stephen. First image will give you chills. Okay, ready? Okay. Okay, get ready. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. (laughs) A little chill ran up my spine. (laughs) It looks like the Crypt Keeper. keeper. It's just like a... (sighs) Pretty scary, huh? Looks like a tells from the crypt kind of. I've seen scarier. Yeah. Do you think I got clickbaited, Stephen? Yes. <laughs> yes, I got clickbaited. Twice. Episode one, one rap creep show. Shudder. Creeps. Shudder. <laughs> Shudder is kind of like a chill, isn't it? Like, shudder. <laughs> Scary skeleton guy. Okay. I like you know I like the first creep show. The second one was a piece of shit, but it has some interesting parts. That had nothing to do with King, though. Yeah, I don't think. I think uh, the the raft that was based on his story. But yeah, the first one I loved. The first creep show because I think he did all. George Romero did that. Yeah, 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 he did the comic book. Bernie Wrightson drew it. George Romero directed. It's awesome. It's amazing. Nice. I remember seeing that in California. When I was a kid, my dad took us all, and I remember this couple was sitting there, and they had the creep show graphic novel comic book thing, and I was like, "What's that? It's like it's real, you know, so I'm watching the movie, and I just remember the part with the roaches at the end where they're calling over the lady was like going, oh, and she was like going like that, like she was getting the heebie jeebies, and I was just like, "What is wrong with that lady? She's a spaz always like the Adrian Barbo one." Yeah. Like, yeah. Just tell him to call you. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> just tell him to call you. She's just this drunk lady. And I also love the one with Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. I can hold my breath for a long time. <laughs> and where's my Father's Day cake? <sighs> love that. Jordy Verrill, the one with Stephen King, is probably the weakest out of all of them. It's just goofy. Yeah. But he's amusing in it, you know, I guess. It's just silly, you know. Yeah. I can't remember. Joe Hill is in it, too. 
his son. Yeah, his son. Yeah, he's like, I'll teach you to throw away my comic books. And yeah. he's got a voodoo doll of his dad, and he's stabbing it. Yeah. And the dad is like going, oh, like has pain in his neck. That was pretty good. All right, Ben Affleck explains his Batman exit. I couldn't crack it, he said. The rumors are true, and all the changes happening right now to the DC Cinematic Universe. A course correction, if you will, from the early Batman v Superman days. Ben Affleck has decided to hang up his cape and cowl to end his reign as the Dark Knight. Briefly explaining to Jimmy Kimmel why he's stepping down, the actor, 46, said, I tried to direct a version of it and worked with a really good screenwriter, but just couldn't come up with a version. I couldn't crack it, and so I thought it's time for someone else to take a shot at it. They got some really good people, so I'm excited. That version he tried to direct was The Batman, initially planned as Batflex solo cinematic outing after Batman v Superman, Donna Justice, and Justice League. In 2017, he stepped down as director and was eventually replaced by War of the Planet of the Apes director Matt Reeves. And despite earlier statements about playing the role for as long as Warner Brothers would have him in it, Affleck seemingly confirmed his departure on social media as the studio planted a firm flag for when Batman will hit the theaters, which is June 25th, 2021. It's definitely official now. According to Deadline, the Batman will focus on a younger Bruce Wayne, whereas Affleck's incarnation was much older, more experienced, and more cynical. Kimmel helped Affleck retire his cape in a goofy ceremony, and we won't watch that, Stephen. But will we get to see Bruce Wayne's parents killed again on film is what yes. I want to know. Because we got to have that. Everybody thinks they've got their own best take on it. Yeah, yeah. We always got to see him. Uh, I thought of, I thought it'd be funny. Every Spider-Man film, just for no reason, goes back to Ben Aff- uh, I mean, Uncle Ben, Ben's, <laughs> Uncle Ben, Aff- Uncle Ben getting shot again. And it was like Uncle, you know, oh, you know, even on a flashback, just show it or whatever. So uh, Ben Affleck is no longer Batman, Stephen. And you know, what? I don't really care that much. I I am curious to what uh, um. Uh, that Matt Reeves is going to do with Batman, but the DC universe and all that stuff with Warner Bros. is so screwed. Like they're making that Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. What yeah. the hell is that going to be, Stephen? Without Batman, it's like Venom without Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't get it. Am I? I'm not interested. I really am not. Maybe the trailer will come out and it looks so amazing. I'll be like, ooh, this looks pretty interesting. Uh, we haven't talked about this yet, but who will play Batman in the new Matt Reeves version, a younger Batman? Mm, who knows? Got no clue. Don't really care that much. Isn't it weird? Like, uh, just like they were screwing with it too much. I mean, that's the funny thing about Aquaman. They've had so many different people play it. So it's kind of, yeah, that Batman, like, yeah, it's like James Bond, get a different guy. It's no big deal. I honestly don't mind. Uh, I did think it was weird that they kept the same Alfred, you know, like Michael Keaton was gone, Val Kilmer, same Alfred, George Clooney, same Alfred. I thought that was weird. They kept the same Alfred, like just replace everybody, you know, try to make it just seem like a new thing. But anyway, um, like I was saying with Aquaman, I had no interest in ever seeing an Aquaman movie. The movie came out. I saw it. I was like, Hey, I'm having a good time. It needs to be fun. Right. So that's a good thing. So if the trailer comes out and it looks like fun, I'll go see it. Yeah. You're not expecting anything. I'm not shooting it down. I'm just saying right now I'm not excited about it. 
So, Stephen, that was all the news stories I could muster. Are you sure you're not shooting it down? <laughs> I'm not shooting it down. Or maybe I am. Stephen, what do you say we talk about some Rotten Tomatoes? Sure. Let's read Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, Stephen, what do you say we read Rotten Tomatoes? Let's read some Rotten Tomatoes. All right. You say either. We're rusty. I say either. You say neither. And I say neither. 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 Let's call the whole thing off. You like potato. I like tomatoes. You like tomato. I like potatoes. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. I like stale tomato juice. I don't want stale tomato juice. Now, Steven, Alita Battle Angel came out today. Or is that Battle Angel Alita, as I kept calling it? But it is Alita, Alita. Battle, Battle Angel. Angel. The thing that was confusing about Alita Battle Angel is I've been hearing about James Cameron wanting to do this movie from before Avatar. Yeah. Like, he was working on them simultaneously. He's wanted to make Alita Battle Angel for years. And then he gave it to Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Now, here's the thing. Robert Rodriguez... He's competent, I guess, right? Did Sin City. Didn't think the second Sin City was that great. It's kind of... They were following the same formula, but remember, we were just kind of like, hmm. We just felt nothing. Yeah, I didn't think it was... Yeah, it wasn't near as good as the first one. No, yeah, yeah. Remember that pointless story with Jogo Levitt where he wants to show his dad and then he just gets killed and it's just like, okay, whatever. I mean... Yeah, that was based on Frank Miller's works, and Frank Miller wrote the story or whatever. Uh, I've always thought of Robert Rodriguez kind of like a he. He's not, he's talented. He's got this kind of you know he made El Mariachi, this limited budget. You know, he he uh, can't, he he's his one man crew. He's a rebel without a crew, as the book said that he wrote, which I've read and I thought it was good. Uh, he's very inventive. He's, uh, but I have a problem with none of his films hold up that well to me. I love Desperado. I think Desperado majorly fizzles in the third act. Uh, it doesn't even have a climax. That film movie doesn't even have a climax. Uh, El Mariachi, I think, is a great movie. That's his best movie, probably. <laughs> it's his first movie. <laughs> no. uh, the Faculty with the Teachers. Not that great. Interesting premise. Not that great. Didn't think it was good. That good. Um, Planet Terror. Saeed from Lost collects testicles in a jar. Stephen, do you remember that bit? Yes. He has testicles in a jar. Yes. Was that supposed to be amusing or funny? It's it's a maybe it's an inside joke that we don't get. Yeah. And I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it either, Stephen. Uh, remember, he made that film with uh, Quentin Tarantino. Yes. I don't think he's to the caliber of filmmakers Quentin Tarantino, and it showed big time with that. Even though you would say that uh, Quentin Tarantino's wasn't as the same caliber as his films, uh, Death Proof. Yeah. It was interesting, but. Uh, 
death proof kind of seemed that whole overly drawn out. Yeah, way too long. Yeah. Um, yeah, it kind of reminded me. I'll say like of like uh, the uh, an old uh, like drive. Steven, uh, not drive. drive-in. No, drive-in. What is it? The Spielberg movie. Where it, oh, uh, Duel. Duel. Yeah, yeah. Definitely inspired by stuff like that. Um, but I've always Robert Rodriguez. There's something about him. He's always not been like. I've always just like almost there from dusk till dawn. Yes. Always enjoy that film. It's based on a script by Quentin Tarantino. It's fun. It's kind of goofy. It's silly. Um, I'm going to say that's one of his best films that I enjoy. Once Upon a Time in Mexico, disaster. That movie is a freaking mess. I don't know if I've seen that. Johnny Depp, remember? He's blind in there. Oh, have you ever seen I that? I've seen it, yes. It's a sir. disaster. Yes. Mess. Friggin' mess, that movie. It just falls apart, falls to pieces. Um, but he's done this movie from the visionary filmmakers, James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez comes Alita battle angel, an epic adventure of hope and empowerment. When Alita awakens with no memory of who she is in a future world, she does not recognize she is taken by Ito, a compassionate doctor who realizes that somewhere in this abandoned cyborg shell is the heart and soul of a young woman with an extraordinary past. As Alita learns to navigate her new life in the treacherous streets of Iron City, Ito tries to shield her from her mysterious history, while her street-smart new friend, Hugo, offers instead to help trigger her memories. But it is only when the deadly and corrupt forces that run the city come after Alita that she discovers a clue to her past. She has unique fighting abilities that those in power will stop at nothing to control. If she can stay out of their grasp, she could be the key to saving her friends, her family, and the world she's grown to love. Directed by Robert Rodriguez, written by James Cameron, Leta Colon Gritis, and Robert Rodriguez. I don't think I pronounced that second name right. Starring Rosa Salazar, Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Conley, Mahershala Ali, Ed Scrine, Jackie Earl Haley, and more. Okay, currently, first of all, I think the film looks fantastic, looks gorgeous. I've heard you must see this in 3D. After all, James Cameron, you know. He's always wanted to make this in 3D. He's busy making five Avatar films. So he can do this. Right now on the tomato meter, it's 59% rotten with 125 fresh, 87 rotten, which I'm willing to not really knee jerk at that. 59% looks like fresh to me. Anything above 50, if we're going to count this correctly, their algorithm like that has always bothered me. 59%. It's nearly 60. That's fresh. This is split down it's, the middle it's almost. It's above average. Yes. Okay. Yeah, How's we'll go that? with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joe Morgenstern of Wall Street Journal says, I loved watching this sci-fi spectacles moving parts. I just couldn't get past its brain. Matthew Rosa of Salon.com says, Attending the movie should not come with homework assignments, and if a film only works if you study its backstory in advance, there's something terribly wrong. I give it a 1.5 out of 4. Okay, Richard Roper of the Chicago Sun-Times. Yes, that's right. He's still employed by the Chicago Sun-Times. 
He says, basically, we're talking about a lot of human heads doing a lot of insulting and quipping and grunting and groaning while atop all manner of fighting cyborg bodies. I give it a 1.5 out of 4. Wow, very similar to Matthew Rosa's. Chris Kilmeck of NPR says, Alita too often feels thin, despite a sure felt of heavy-hitting talent. All right. Peter Howell of the Toronto Star says, it's more of a scavenger hunt than a movie. I give it two out of four. Steven, two out of four. Still not rotten. <laughs> Brian Lowry of CNN says, Ultimately, Alita seeks to create a semi-immersive experience. The 3D is impressive, but in the process plays like more like a video game than a movie. Oh, I hate when critics say that. Hey, look, what is this, a video game? Looks like a video game. It's not a movie. Which is fine for about all of 10 minutes. Whitney Seibold of Critically Acclaimed says, Like far too many blockbusters of its ilk, Alita is focused on any number of vaguely confusing and uninspired sci-fi subplots, each cribbed from superior films and none brought to a proper conclusion. All right, let's read a, a good review, Stephen. Sure. Ann Lee Ellingson says, one carnival of post-apocalyptic world-building and motion-capture technology that infuses a big-eyed, doll-like cyborg with human experience and emotion. Okay, that wasn't enough of the review to really understand why it's fresh. James Vernier, a Boston Herald, says, The screenplay by Cameron, Leda, and Rodriguez overflows with undeveloped characters and plot lines and pushes the CG action, which I found numbing in its monotony and brutality, to the front. I give it a C. Hey, look at this guy. Give an old letter grade. He's old fashioned. Todd Jorgensen says this lavish big screen adaptation of the Japanese manga generally lacks emotional depth and complexity beneath its surface thrills. Okay. Miles Suri says of the ringer, it's by no means a perfect blockbuster, but Alita has distinctive cyberpunk visuals, thrilling fight scenes, and a charming, soulful lead performance from Salazar that should be remembered for more than just her big CGI eyes. You haven't talked this much in a long time since December 3rd. <laughs> I'm out of practice. <laughs> Perpetually feels like it's on the cusp of being great without ever quite getting there. 2.5 out of 4. That guy has pretty much summed up Robert Rodriguez's film catalog to me. On the cusp of being great without ever quite getting there. That's it. In a nutshell, that's Robert Rodriguez. I yep. never think anything he's done has been great. It's always been just okay to me. He's a talented guy. I always liked he on his... a fair job most of the time. On his DVDs, he would have his Rodriguez Film School and he would do something silly or whatever. Or he'd show how he edits. I remember one, he makes breakfast tacos or whatever. Uh, which I thought was gross because he put like really spicy peppers and tequila or something in it. And I was like, oh, no. But, um, (laughs) yeah. Deidre Crimmins says, thankfully, Alita somehow appears to know that the best things going for it are cyborg designs in the fights. So I give it a 3.5 out of 5. Michael Smith of Tulsa World says, this is the reason we go to the movies. Visual filmmaking, three out of four. Well, it's maybe the reason you go to the movies. I mean, yeah. Nice story with visuals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be nice to have it all. But it's kind of like, do you remember when uh, 
George Lucas was working on Red Tails like for years, and then he got somebody else to direct it. It's kind of like that with James Cameron. He's like, ah, I'll let Robert Rodriguez. He's a talented guy. It's like, no, you direct it. Otherwise, you know, your your vision is gone. I mean, I'd I'd be willing to see this. It looks like it could be a fun time, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to spend the money. All right, Stephen, did you ever see Happy Death Day, the first one? No. All right, the sex, second one is 66% fresh. And, you know, I think Emma went to go see that with her friends. I've never seen it. So I don't know what to say about that. Um, I don't know what any of these other movies are. That's the one with, what's her name? Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Isn't it romantic? With, uh, what's her face? It's his chick's name. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Liam's Hemsworth, Adam Devine, Priyanka Chopra, Tom Ellis, and Betty Gilpin. Okay. I'm going to read the description, Stephen. New York City architect Natalie works hard to get notice at her job, but is more likely to be asked to deliver coffee and bagels than design the city's next skyscraper. And if things weren't bad enough, Natalie, a lifelong cynic when it comes to love, has an encounter with a mugger that renders her unconscious, waking to discover that her life has suddenly become her worst nightmare. A romantic comedy, and she is the leading lady. Okay, that's interesting that they... John Oleksinki of New York Post says, unlike other movies where women bang their heads, this one's got a brain. Oh, by the way, Stephen, 68% fresh. I saw the commercial to this on TV, and I saw her, she does a pratfall, and I was just like, oh, come on. You know, we always got to do pratfalls. The big lady's got to bump into things, Stephen. <laughs> Uh, Oliver Jones of The Observer says, while Wilson has a delightful mix of spirit and cynicism that makes her an ideal comic presence for the internet age, I find myself wishing the film took better advantage of her gifts. Yeah, I hear you. Okay, Leah Pickett of the Chicago Reader, she says, though the movie's tropes have been written about or spoofed before in funnier films like They Came Together, this breezy take has heart and clever resolution. Okay. Pete Travers, hey! Comic Tornado, Rebel Wilson, lifts up this meta take on romantic comedies and makes it your best bet for Valentine's Day at the movies. Too bad about the sucker punch of a happy ending. Three out of five. Wait, what did he just spoil there? He did. Sucker punch of a happy ending. Does that mean it's not a happy ending? Hmm. Interesting. She dies from a being in a coma oh my god she has an aneurysm <laughs> <laughs> oh man i pay she to see that up. that's all just a dream oh my god she's stuck in like uh a, 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 a groundhog's day it's kind of like uh kind of like source code with jake gyllenhaal you ever seen that yes yeah okay steven mega time squad i'm very interested in this film okay it's 71 percent fresh let me read this description a low-level criminal steals an ancient Chinese time travel device, but he may not survive the demonic consequences of tampering with time. Mega Time Squad is a wildly entertaining time travel sci-fi comedy out of New Zealand. A fan favorite on the festival circuit, the film stars Johnny Brew, What We Do in the Shadows, 
I hope I said his oh. name right. And was praised by Variety as fast-paced, determinedly silly, with sharp, slangy dialogue. The film blasted out of the gate at this year's Fantasia and is destined to become a cult favorite. Okay. Um, Mega Time Squad. Let's see if there's a trailer for this. You saw that they're going to do a What We Do in the Shadows TV show, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mega Time Squad official trailer, Stephen. Let's check this out. Okay. Hey, Terry. Look at this. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Who's this? This is Johnny. It's bloody dynamic. Holy shit. I never thought anybody would be stupid enough to steal from pirates. Well, you never met us then, did you? It's like the Chinese money. You see, Johnny can shoot him. Don't know at least get a gun. It's not America. Not made of guns. Those guys won't stop talking about you. True, what are they saying? Just that you're a sneaky and that they shouldn't have trusted you (laughs) and that they didn't trust you and that you're full of yourself and you're a pussy. And that they're going to find you, and they're going to kill you. It's very dangerous. Chinese, eh? Yep, you probably... This guy... Give my money back, or I'll kill her, and then I'll kill you. Why are you arguing? I thought this is what you wanted. You make a time squad. You make a time squad. I want my own gang. This is literally your own gang. Just give us the money, mate. Let other me go. Till I tell my mom about this. Mega Time Squad, Stephen. <laughs> uh, apparently, we could do video on demand on that. So, what did you think of that? Looks goofy and silly. Yeah. Well, it's got some pretty good reviews. Let's read some. I mean, come on. Is it, it could it be any different than Dead Alive? <laughs> yeah. Dennis Harvey of Variety says the unique mix of simultaneously droll and broad humor is very nicely delivered by a well-cast ensemble, resulting in a polished oddity that should make a splash at home while attracting decent overseas interests. What? Odie Henderson says, I still retain a tween boy's affection for movies that dare to be this goofy. Two out of four. Okay. Sounded like he was liking it there for a second. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah Michelle Fetter says, makes sense, right? Of course it doesn't. But that's all part of the genre stew that Van Damen has cooked up for the audience to enjoy. It was directed by Tim Van Damen, by the way. Uh, Nick Allen says, a grounded sci-fi mini odyssey with lots of creativity and even more laugh out loud gags. I think we should check this out one day, Stephen. The concept has been done before and better, most notably by Vigalongo in Time Crimes, but Damon's, maybe it's Van Damon. What do you think? Maybe. Yeah. But I was thinking Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. 
But uh, Damon's or Damon's gang that literally can't shoot straight is so clueless. Rooting for his bumbling protagonist proves an entertaining, if trifling, amusement. I give it a C. <laughs> this one a five out of ten, and it's rotten. Is that should that be fresh? Uh, it's it's be again, it's neither. Like a half, like if you got a tomato, part of it's half of it's green, half of it's red. Yeah, maybe like it's almost there ripe. Should never be a oh, almost ripe. As a movie, it ultimately disappoints with flat humor and a tired plot. Yeah, I could see from the trailer, it's a fine line. It could be funny, or it could be like, yeah, okay, I'm kind of missing something here in the translation. Because it's not our um... sensibility, maybe sense of humor might be a little too good. I saw like the quick editing and stuff. You know, certain vernacular. Yeah, they showed quick editing, like he has a sword, like, you know, like, we've seen that all before. It might be a little juvenile or whatever. I don't know. But it might be fun. Who knows? We'll check it out sometime. I'm sure it'll be on Showtime soon or Netflix or something. (laughs) You know what I'm saying, Stephen? Yeah, I got nothing. Now, Stephen, I want to recommend Russian Doll on Netflix. Have you seen that? No. With Natasha Lyonne, the the best way I can describe it is kind of like Groundhog Day, where she keeps repeating the same evening over and over again. Whenever she dies, she comes back. And it, she's trying to figure out why this is happening to her and what's going on. And it's about nine episodes. Uh, you could watch it all in one night. Heather and I did because they're 30, 35 minutes episodes. And uh, we loved it. We watched it all in one sitting. It's very funny. Natasha Leone. So we've uh, got quite a few to watch now. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, The Punisher now. The Punisher, yeah, I haven't uh, watched. Travelers is back for season three. Yeah, did you hear they canceled it? Like, uh-huh. this is going to be the fa- final season. But I've read some people were like, they like the way it ends. If, if they give it a good ending, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. If, if it's not like, like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And ends, and it's just like. Yeah. Oh, come on, man. They don't do alphas on us. Yeah, alphas <laughs> was the worst. Everybody's dead, it appears like. Yeah. Except for Gary. Well, Stephen, that's... Let's read Rotten Tomatoes. It was so much fun. <laughs> Didn't you have a good time? I did have a good time. All right. Well, how about I meet you on the flip side, and I'll see you in a minute. Sure. And then we're going to play a voicemail from Adam Sexton. <gasps> Thank you. Good night. Here all week, try the veal. And Hey, Stephen, how's it going? We're back. Did you enjoy that break? Mid mid swallow water. (laughs) (laughs) Did you enjoy that break, Stephen? Yes, I did. Now, Stephen, um, we have a voicemail from Adam Sexton. I'm so glad I did not forget to play it. And I want to uh, play our special voicemail um, intro intro because it's so cool to have voicemail, and I want to check it out. I also want to clear my throat, but uh, I'm not sure I want to do it on the mic, so I'm going to just keep talking. Okay. How's that? Okay. <clears throat> Did you catch that? You just cleared your throat. Damn it. All right. Here we go. Here's some voicemail. 
surrounded on the winter deck. And now it's time to hear some voicemail. Oh, Jessica, she said, please be sure and give us a Red Dead Redemption update later in the show. I'll give that to you right now. <laughs> I finished Red Dead Redemption literally yesterday, the storyline where the credits rolled, and I was like, huh? It's over? What? I'm finished with the story? Because there's an epilogue at the end, yeah. and you're like, okay, I'll be done with this in an hour, and it just keeps going and going. You know, I checked out, checked back in a week later, keep playing. And I'm like, this is never ending. And so when I reached in, I was like, oh, it's over. Huh. And I watched the end credits and it was really cool. They would intersperse it with little clips. They'd show you what happened to some of the gang members and stuff. It was really very good game. Uh, I had so much fun playing it. It's a very slow-paced game, and you, you, I've read some people actually complain that the game's too damn long. Okay, Rockstar spent five years making this. We've been anticipating this game. Why do you want to finish it in a couple of days when you get it? Why yeah. can't you take your sweet damn time? Why can't you, yeah, make it last a month, two months, like, whatever. I've, you can, like, there's a part where I'm working on a farm. You can build a fence. You're like picking up the pieces of wood, placing them. Got a hammer, a mallet, putting them in place. I'm building a fence. There's other parts. I'm like going to the chicken coop. I'm picking up eggs. I'm sticking them. I'm going uh, in a container and I walk over, put them in the wagon. You can go milk a cow, fill up the bucket, carry the the milk over. You can carry bales of hay to the horses, drop it. You can do all these like you can chop wood. You can do all these things. You don't have to do it at all, but you can do it. You know, you can go fishing. You don't have to go fishing. You can. You can go hunting. You can uh, hunt the best pelts in the game and sell them. I just hunted regularly to cook the food, and then it fills up your health right away. So I would have all this meat, and you can put thyme and different uh, ingredients on it. But you can also find the best pelts and sell them for a lot of money. I never bothered doing that. But um, there's so many deep things you can do in the game, but there's also the storyline. There's also side quests. I guarantee you there's some side quests I haven't finished yet. Uh, because, you know, there's parts of the map that I didn't need to go yet, but which I can go. There are... Eventually, so it's still open world. You can still go back in it and play even though you finished the When game. the game ends, the credits roll you're standing there and it's like, well, I got some chores to do. You know, I'm going to be going doing this. Okay. I'll be doing this. And you walk and you've got control again. You could do whatever you want. The story, people who were, were in certain places, they'll be missing now because they moved on or whatever. Yeah. But I could go in other parts of the game. There are different tasks. Like there's this one lady, she's looking for, uh, dinosaur fossils and she's like hey if you ever spot any dinosaur fossils write down the location and send them to me and i'll give you a reward and it's like okay so i found a couple and you could go to the post office and mail them and she's like keep sending them to me and i haven't found near enough but i know that eventually when i finish all those she's going to show me her finished fossilized dinosaur yeah. or whatever you see a t-rex a brontosaur whatever yeah yeah. yeah yeah and there's a i haven't finished that it's just too hard i mean it takes forever maybe i i could go online and find a map and just go to those places whatever there's another guy a guy who's obviously 
weird and he talks like he's from modern day and he needs all these stone carvings and he goes i need these stone carvings to get back where i need to be uh, write them down the locations so i really want to do that to see what's the deal with this guy uh there's also uh another guy who he uh is writing a big book of fish and any giant fish you catch you can send them through the mail to him <laughs> i haven't finished those so there's different storylines like that like you know, it's just things to do to sometimes they'll send you an item that you can use that'll improve your stamina or something yeah. like that. Uh, so it's not necessary to complete the story, but I was very moved by the story. Uh, you can have horses in the game. My horse, my dear Melville, <laughs> um, did not survive the game, Stephen. <laughs> and. When I realized there was nothing I could do to bring Melville back, I was pretty upset. <laughs> I've had this horse the whole game. And you're even got to use, oh, there, you're a good boy. You can pet him. You can feed him. You know, just taking care of him. I could take him to the, the what do they call it, the livery, the li- yeah, li- livery. horse livery. Yeah. He can, you know... Uh, you can braid its tail and all this stuff. You can do all these fancy stuff to your horse, but my poor Melville, he didn't make it. It's, it's, I just lost him. That was pretty devastating, but, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 is an incredible game. Just take your time. If you ever play it, no rush. Like I'm going to spend six months playing this game. There's no rush. There's you, there are story, you know, you'll see on the map. Like if you go here, you the story's going to continue. I'll get to that. What's funny is if you don't go back to camp for a long time, eventually one of the members of your gang will just show up out of nowhere and go, Hey man, we just want to see if you're still alive. You okay? And it's like, yeah, I'm fine. Well, you want to come back with me right now? It's like, and you can choose. Yes. Go back with them or no. And he's like, no, I'll be back soon. It's like, all right. So you go away and you're like, wow, I have been gone for a long time. So let me go back. And then the story continues. So you can like keep from doing this story as long as you want. Uh, which I did. There's no rush, but uh, I was thinking like, you know, maybe I'll set it aside, go back to Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I had started, and maybe go back to Red Dead and do some of those side missions and stuff. As far as I know, I did a lot. One of the weirdest ones, though, <laughs> I don't. This is not a main story spoiler, but it just gives you an idea of one of the strangest side quests. And it's of this mad scientist type guy. And he wants you to come to his laboratory to help him. This is big lightning storm. Have I told you any of this before? Uh-uh. And you're going, putting these electrode things in a field. He's like, oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. And it's a giant storm. And you see there's this giant, uh, you know, uh, table with a blanket over it. And there looks like there's a figure under there. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like Frankenstein or something. And he's like, oh, yes, the storm, the lightning. And it's like striking. He's like, I have enough power. And he's like, Zzz. and you're, the character you're playing is like, what the hell is going on? And he's like, I've done it. I've done it. And all of a sudden you hear like, and you're like, what the hell? And he pulls off the sheet. And I think it's going to be Frankenstein. You know, he's like put this body together. But it's like this 50s looking janky ass robot. And he's like, and starts going, and starts walking. And he's like, I've done it, my son. And he's like, 
just falls on the ground he's like no he's like i have more work to do check back with me later or whatever it's like all right so you go away and i notice on the map there's like a question mark whatever it says go check on the scientists or whatever so i go to check on him and he's dead on the ground and there's blood and the robot's gone and he's like, you know, like, oh, wonder what happened. Some, some kill him. Could it have been that thing he created or whatever? And you pick up this weird lamp thing. And I didn't figure it out at first. Like it turns, it's white, like a light. But if you turn it a certain direction, it goes red. And I was like, what the hell does this mean? So I had to go on Google. Sometimes I'm not smart. And it's like, if you follow whenever it's red, if you go in that direction for a long time, uh, clear across the map, you will find the robot. So I was just like, I don't have time to do that. Just tell me where it is. So I found where it is on the map. So I rode way up there. It's like up in the mountains, in the snow. You just see way up on this mountain, you see this little blip up there. So I get all the way up there, walk up to the robot, and it's just like barely functioning. And you see like a little bit of steam rising out of it. And he goes, Father. Like that. I was like, oh, that's so sad. And then he just like stays on that mountain forever. And just like weird side story like that. So he created this robot and it killed him. I assume it killed him. And now it feels bad or whatever. Until And it's funny, you can find his notes and he has this to-do list. And his to-do list is to create an army of robots, take over the world enslave mankind that was like he wanted to do with the robot but his robot killed him so he never got to do it so really maybe it's good that his robot killed him <laughs> but he wants to enslave mankind it's so funny but the you know rockstar games like grant that they have that weird sense of humor yeah. bizarre sense of humor so no. i've been playing a game too oh what 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 called, are you called arc arc i know what this is this is the kind of caveman dinosaur yeah. kind of but it's kind of got a weird sci-fi yes. type of vibe to yeah. it. So like, yeah, you're. I've got like, uh, it, it's so it's it's a funky game right now because I don't know what the hell. Every, I, you'll save it and you come back to it later, and it's created a new game. So now you've got a. I've got like two different worlds. Uh huh. I didn't. It's like it depends on what server it connects to at any given time. Oh, okay. So in like one world, I've got I've got two brontosaurus that I've trained. <laughs> I've got a triceratops that I can ride. Nice. Um, I had two raptors trained. But, cool. Uh, um, so there's like different uh, um, dinosaurs, and like I was over in this one area, and it, it started attacking me. My my uh, my raptor started attacking it, and this thing is a monster dinosaur mm-hmm. and it killed both of them and, oh man and enough for me to get away <laughs> <laughs> and this is like uh like multiple people on in the game at the same time well i don't i'm just playing the single right oh now. okay okay yeah. i just do single. i don't i don't get online with it but uh, okay. yeah you can mm-hmm. uh, it's like you can breed dinosaurs it's like my and you can my like brontosaurus build... just laid an egg <laughs> can you like <laughs> build like a, a, a buildings or huts yes. or something yeah okay so right, I've got a raft that I've uh, built and put a, a building on my raft, and I can drive it around. <laughs> That's sweet. Uh, but if you go out into deep water, there's this giant fish that hates anything, and it bashes your raft. <laughs> uh, 
So, I mean, I've no, I've seen some people play this, and they're like futuristic type buildings and stuff too, aren't there? You can, yeah, you progress slowly. Yeah, through you know, it's like so I you can gain more like, technology. On one level, I'm like level sixty three. Oh, okay. So, so you uh, can get more advanced so, technology. Yeah, when you start off, I mean, you're gathering crap with your hands, you know, and you make primitive axe and, and uh, picks and stuff. I swear I remember you can hear your character pooping on the ground. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you pick up the poop and you make a, a uh, what is it called? Uh, you put it in this bin and, and it makes fertilizer. Oh, okay. It's a compost bin. You can pick up dinosaur turds. And, <laughs> nice. And, I remember watching somebody and... play it, and you hear that, blank, and he was kind of like, whoa, what was, did I, was that my character? <laughs> it's like, You yep. can make a toilet, too. <laughs> uh, and does your character talk at all, or does he grunt, or what does he do? It, it grunts, it's like, uh, like you'll go through areas, and it's hot, and it's like, you got hypo hyperthermia, where it's too hot. <laughs> and it, when, if you stay hot too long, you know, your health starts going down, right. you can die from heat. Same thing with cold. You and know, do you so, have to rest, too? So you, yeah, you have to build a house to kind of get inside away from the cold. Mm. Uh, and so, it's like, so you, you can build little gardens, and you grow certain, so you have to get uh, these certain berries, they're called narco berries, you, you, you make a... Uh, a solution you dip your arrows in it and uh you make- that's that's what you shoot the dinosaurs with and you knock them out then you go put berries in and feed them while they're uh-huh. knocked out that's what trains them <laughs> okay so it's kind of like uh i'm not gonna say it's a like a more visual minecraft it's not yeah like, yeah like a, it's like you're developing, you're like building and yeah. developing things like that but like, like as you look around in there there's these uh floating pods in the sky and these beams will come down they'll drop they'll deliver these little pods you go you got to get to them some some areas are more dangerous than others you can't get to them until you get to a certain level huh so it's like okay you where they put you at on this when you first i'm on the what's called the island so it's like you get dropped on this island you and right right near you the, the pod drops by but if you get in the water, you have to kind of watch out. Piranhas will eat you. <laughs> so there's things that'll kill you like oh, everywhere. Oh, yeah, real fast, yeah. That's funny. The, so Dilophosauruses will kill you real fast. So there's not. it's not really like a story. It's just like you're yeah. continuing kind of like building and yeah. everything's developing kind of stuff. That's well, pretty funny. I don't funny. know. There, there could be. It's because you got to figure out what's going on with the mechanics. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. – there's, uh, it's like you, you go in there and there was – You'll you'll find like dilapidated uh, little huts, and there's a chest in there, and you open it up, and it's a, an explorer's note, and you read it, and you're like, oh, okay, and it tells you how to tame certain dinosaurs. Oh, that's cool. Are you playing this on the Xbox? Yes, Xbox One. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Do you just play that in your spare time every yeah, once in a while? Yeah, that you know, it's like I don't have a whole lot of time for it. It's the kind of thing where you could come back like a month from now yeah. and just check in on it. You know. Yeah. I'll, you know, I was playing. I played it for like two hours before coming over here. It set my nice. alarm, so I you get lost in it, you know. <laughs> but I was like, just I was taking my boat around earlier, and the big fish came up and just killed my boat. <laughs> so I was like, I had to swim to shore and run back to my home base. You know, that's funny. <laughs> the thing about um, Red Dead Redemption Two is how the dumb ways you can die in that game. 
you will have a plan of what you're going to do and something stupid will kill you. And, uh, it happens all the time. And it's funny. They have this, uh, cinematic mode. Like if you, you don't feel like riding your horse all the way across the map, you can click on it on the map and just hit cinematic mode and you'll just watch your character just ride there and you take your hands off the controller or whatever, except if a pack of wolves attack you and I'm like, Oh oh, shit, shit, shit. And where's the controller? And I'm like, I'm on the ground. It's like tearing me to pieces. And then it's like, you died. I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) That'll happen. Like you have to like really pay attention. Yeah. And this one, you can set up different houses with beds in it and you can fast travel between them. Mm -hmm. But when you fast travel, you all your, you appear in just like a pair of underwear on the other bed. So That's you have to go, like, you build a little chest, you put all your crap in it, you go lay in bed, and you can tra- fast travel there. You better have clothes there to put on. So you can... <laughs> That's funny. All right, Steven, let's play this voicemail from Adam Sexted. Should I play the theme music again? No, it's okay. Hello, Entertainment Landfill crew. This is oh, Adam Sexton sending you a voicemail. Uh, I have uh, saw the... Uh, post on facebook that uh, you guys are planning to record so i don't know whether it's going to be a solo episode or steven was able to join up with you but either way i'm stoked uh can't wait to hear the episode i wish i could do the live feed but unfortunately of course it's a friday night so i'm working so uh instead i'll just leave you a voicemail with some of the uh things that i've been doing recently in terms of uh entertainment uh, I recently reacquired an Xbox One for myself, and this one is a uh, old model, but it has a one terabyte drive in it, so I have more space for games. And uh, what have I been playing recently? Um, first off, there has been uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. This recently got added to uh, nice. the Xbox Game Pass service, and uh, it's a good continuation of the uh, Tomb Raider reboot series that they've been doing. Uh, I actually I loved the first two games. Rise of the Tomb Raider was my favorite of the two, and Shadow is uh, so far kind of a little bit more of the same. Uh, we'll we'll see if it does anything new in terms of mechanics or story, but uh, if it's just kind of more of the same of Rise uh, or the previous game before it, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, another game uh, that I've been playing that's been recently released. Uh, Apex Legends, and this is a oh yeah uh, battle royale game that's free. Although there are certain uh, microtransactions you can purchase, or you can purchase up like a starter pack, like you can for a game like uh, Fortnite or uh, Player Unknown's uh, Battleground. Uh, I haven't been able to purchase anything. I I like the game so far. It's had some server issues on the past two weekends. So I haven't played a whole lot of matches, but it controls just fine. Um, it's made by the Respawn, the same company who made Titanfall 2. Love so Titanfall. the shooting is good. The movement is good. I wish I could wall run like I could in Titanfall 2, but there's reasons uh, that they chose not to do it. And uh, I'm really kind of hoping I can play with uh, either some friends. Uh, Jason, I'm thinking of you in this regard. Or some yeah. randos who are not afraid to use their uh, headset and randos. talk because communication <laughs> is key in a game like this. But uh, anyway, if you have uh, you know an Xbox One or a PS4, it's uh, free to play, and uh, I would I would recommend it, especially if you haven't uh, 
partake in, in any of the Battle Royale shooters that are available. Uh, another game I've been playing is uh, Gears of War 4, really mostly for the Horde mode, uh, and I really love that mode when it was in Gears of War 3, and I still have some Xbox friends who still play, still play on it, so uh, that's, that's what I've been enjoying, and of course... I can't have one of these systems without a copy of uh, Stardew Valley on it, so I've been <laughs> playing through that again because it's one of the greatest games of all time. Yeah, Emma's still playing. And uh, besides that, that's what I've been mostly gaming on. Uh, so uh, pretty soon, on while well, we reacquire a PS4 for myself, so I can continue where I left off with Red Dead Redemption Two, and uh, so I can finally start God of War, among many other things. Uh, I haven't been able to go see any movies because money has been tied for this uh, past week, and I'll have to wait until the monthly paycheck at the end of this month. I do want to go see Alita Battle Angel. Uh, it looks kind of looks like it's potentially corny, but also it uh, looks like a good popcorn thrill ride. And uh, I didn't know that Robert Rodriguez would have a movie like this in him, but I'm I'm glad that he's trying something new. Or it looks like it's new anyway. And uh, I haven't been yeah. able to see the Lego movie, uh, the second part. So I'll, that's something I'll just have to wait until I get paid again. And mostly I've been catching up on uh, releases of the past year that have finally made their way to uh, digital on demand. And uh, I'm still waiting to see a movie like, uh, say... Uh, I'm trying to think of it while I'm recording this episode. So it just shows you how prepared I am. Uh, Destroyer, that was the uh, the uh, crime movie with uh, Nicole Kidman as a burnout L.A. cop. I still haven't been able to see it. Oh, is that I've never where she has played a weird theater, nose? So the wait continues. Uh, but uh, anyway, not a whole lot of news besides that. So right now um in terms of speaking of podcast uh, i am uh trying to re- i'm redoing a an episode that i've been doing for my uh history in terms of a viewer with 2001 a space odyssey i wasn't really happy with what i initially recorded and uh, i'm going to redo it this weekend and hopefully have it put out uh if you didn't know that the podcast was still up again uh, and it's probably because the URL has changed, so I believe it is past impending podcast at podbean dot, dot podbean dot com. Good stuff. And uh, I've uh, re uh, see I re uploaded uh, ep- my second episode with Adam Howard. This is the Christmas one I think we did for I think it was like 2015. That was a fun or listen. 2016, but uh, it was one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> And uh, I may do some tinkering on some past episodes as well. Probably need to remove some songs that I could potentially get sued for, although really this isn't really a very popular podcast in its current state. So anyway, uh, I'm happy that uh, you guys are recording an episode tonight. Uh, Hope you've got some people in the chat room to keep you company. And I look forward to downloading it. Uh, whenever it gets released, I'm hoping that everything is going well for you and your families, uh, that you're keeping warm, and that you're trying to hold on together despite all of the messiness that our country is currently involved in. Anyway, <laughs> uh, nothing but good luck to you guys, and I will speak to you later. We're hanging or in there. Or should I say, check you later.
All right, Adam, thank you so much. Miss you, man. I would love to play some games with you. I would love to play Apex Legends with you. Uh, but uh, thanks so much, Adam. It's good to hear from you, buddy. And uh, guys, if you want to send voicemails too, we're going to get back to this. We're going to get back to doing shows again and talk less about my thinning hair and more about movies and TV shows, Stephen. <laughs> uh, that should be good. Good stuff. Uh, can you think of any shows you've been watching lately? Anything good you saw? Uh, nothing new. I mean, same old stuff I've been watching. Blacklist and um, Flash. and Stephen, did you ever Gotham. see... Remember, like, everybody was going Bird Box crazy? Did you ever watch it? I did not. I haven't watched it either. <laughs> We're the only people. I think Melissa watched it. Don't ask her. Did you hear anything good about it, Bird Box? Maybe we should watch it, and then we could talk about it. And everyone's yeah. like, we don't care anymore. We've all seen it. It's over. I just did. I, you know, I heard about the listen, Bird Box you challenge. You to it while wearing a blindfold. Yeah, I want to watch it, and then I'm going to drive to the store with a blindfold on, see if I can do it. Nice. That's what I should do. <laughs> Could you fly? Those sleep masks. Does that work? Have you ever seen anyone? You fly on planes a lot. Have you ever seen anyone with a sleep mask on a plane? Uh, no, I don't think so. Would that be too weird? Like you just hear sounds around you? Like you put your... I put my headphones on and I wouldn't know. Noise canceling headphones yes. and sleep mask. Could you imagine doing that? Yes. Would it, would it be nice? Yeah. Have you ever, like, when the plane lands, do you just have someone, sir, we're here? I have had that happen. <laughs> really? Where yes. you're just out? Yes. You missed the entire flight? But if, you don't if, mind that, do you? If it's a, if, you know, sometimes it's a nice, smooth landing. Sometimes it's a rough landing. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I mean rough by, it's like, it's it's not like the weather or anything. It's just like, they hit hard, you know, yeah. coming down. Uh, like the last 10 feet of weed, like, and it's like. Damn! That, like in every movie, you hear the my spine. You hit so hard. You hear that? Yeah. Sound. <laughs> every movie some, uses the same. But sound like effect. every once in a while, you'll get the one that's like this person is the perfect pilot. Just like just like landing like, on a mattress. Ah, yeah. Like, nice. Perfect. Mm, you know, ten, it's, buddy. It's like I have missed takeoffs by sleeping through them. Wow, like you fell asleep even just sitting yeah. there. Because sometimes on planes, if, when you get on, it takes a while to take off, if, doesn't it? Yeah, if I've been exhausted, like, you know, it's like I stayed up too late Sunday night for my Monday morning flight. For mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I have that it, in my head is that I'm going to miss my flight, you know, so I'm worried about it. And so I, I'm up till 1 o'clock. Well, guess what? i got to get up at 4, so I get three hours of sleep. Oh, that sucks. And so it's like... So I figure if I think if I fall asleep at, you know, 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to get into a deep sleep and I'm not going to wake. I'm not going to hear the alarm. I'll, <laughs> I'll sleep through it. I don't know why I think that, but just yeah. that's my brain working. Or like, and so, yeah, I'll get on the plane, you know, and it's like, and because I get to board kind of early <clears throat> with Southwest, mm -hmm. you know, I'm like pretty, one of the first 20 or so people to board. Yeah. You know, so you still got a hundred plus more people behind me and it's like, yeah, I'll, I put my headphones on, cross my arms, and I just kind of, and I'll doze off there. And they don't even come by and try to give you a drink or anything. No, they. If if I'm no, no, they don't do that anymore. They used to early on, but they just won't even they bother would take, you if you, you sleep. Want something to drink. It's like I'm sleeping. <laughs> 
Don't bother me. Don't bother me. Do you usually have somebody sitting next to you every time? Yeah. Yeah, most of the time. Past couple Fridays, I've had the middle seat was been empty. So it's like, oh, okay. I can feel a little more relaxed. Ah, yeah. I can lift that armrest. So you don't watch movies or anything on a plane? Rarely. Mm. Rarely. I think when... um, Unless you're wired awake. When I went to Portland a few months ago, the plane had free movies. And I think it was kind of a later flight, so I wasn't tired. And it's just like, oh, there's uh, Doctor Strange. I've already seen it, so I didn't mind the little screen. I could sit there and listen to it and just watch it. Yeah, yeah. If it was, and and I watched, uh, um, what's the one with Abe Sapien? It wasn't him. Hellboy. No, no, but it wasn't Hellboy. It was the just the. The water one. What was it? Oh, oh, the 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Guillermo del Toro movie. With yeah, the yeah, yeah. Fish guy. Yeah, yeah. It's like the fish guy or whatever, it's, and you fall in love it's with it. Sapien, but it's the <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a Doug Jones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was a, yeah the whatever the water thing was. So it's like uh, that's probably not a whole lot of special effects. I can watch that. I I don't mind watching stuff I've seen before if I'm not going to pay attention to it. And it's it, on you know? little screen, yeah. Yeah, it's just like I'm not really paying attention. I was, it's just on in the background. I only kind of wanted to see that one. I didn't, you know. It's just like uh, gonna, the Shape of Water. Yeah, the Shape I of Water just popped into my brain. Uh, popped into my brain over here. So, uh, yeah, I saw like two movies coming to and from uh, there. I think I also put on. Uh, the Force Awakens. It's like another one. I've seen it. Yeah, you know, seen it Seven on. I just needed on to something because I wasn't tired. Nice. Good times. In general, most of the time I'm asleep. <laughs> well, Steven, it's been nice catching up with you. It's been a while since I've seen you. Yep. And it'll be good uh, getting back together and talking about more stuff. And guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Let's see what episode this was, because I'm curious. Our last ETL News was ETL News episode 61, so this is 62. I also put out a Nowhere and Mulberry Christmas special. <laughs> Where a, I went through and uh, found like all of the different Christmas episodes. We've done a lot of Christmas episodes, or around Christmas, and I found favorite bits out of each of those. And I was editing I, that, I and I was. Mhm. Yeah, and there's uh, there's an old holy night in there that's really good, but I couldn't get it done in time for Christmas because you know, like the Christmas Eve, I was like, there's no way I can work on this on Christmas Eve, so I got it, put it out like the day after Christmas. It kind of felt lame, but next Christmas there'll be boom that already exists, so you can listen. To that. <laughs> It'll be good times. And guys, thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you, Jessica, for listening live in the chat room. And we'll be back. We're going to do some more shows, man. It's going to be awesome. And uh, just so you guys know, we weren't, we're not gone forever, right? We did pod fade. We did not pod fade, which we uh, pod relaxed. <laughs> yeah, which happens because I thought <laughs> about that. Like, uh, you know, what if just one day just don't do it anymore? And it is sad. And I won't see you as much, Stephen. Except for when we go to see movies, you know. But I do like talking about stuff with you. So it'll, it'll be good times. 
So, Stephen, what do you say we uh, we get on out of here <laughs> and uh, we go uh, play some caveman game or something? Go see some Alita Battle Angel, and we'll see you guys next time. Right, Stephen? We'll see you later. Good times. Bye, everybody. Bye. Boom goes the dynamite. Now this is podcasting. No TV and no beer make Homer something something.